nurses, what do you do when you're stretched to the breaking point? Do you allow yourself to snap or do you take inspired action before the damage is done? Let's talk about not getting stretched to your limit right here on episode 113 of the Nurse Keith Show. Well, hey, everybody, what's up and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, the Innovative Nurse Show, Your Next Shift, and the Gluten-Free RN. Watch for the launch of Kevin Ross's Kickflip business podcast coming soon to a airwave near you. So look over at PulseMediaNetwork.com for more information about the podcasts over there. You can find me on iTunes, of course. I'd love for you to leave a rating and review. It does help other people find the show. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along, as always, at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 113. That is nursekeith.com forward slash episode 113. Anyway, I'm grateful that you're here and want to jump right into today's topic. So folks, I just wrote a blog post over the last few days, and I published it on June 20th, 2017, over on Digital Doorway. And the name of that blog post was, When the Nurse is Stretched Too Thin. And the reason I decided to write that blog post is because I get a lot of calls and emails, and it seems that there are a lot of you out there who are definitely getting stretched to your breaking point or somewhere close to your breaking point. I don't like to hear this so much because it shows me that either we're undervalued, overworked, or basically that the healthcare system is not supporting us the way it should based on the value that we give back. So we can probably all agree that the profession itself is not really for the faint of heart. Nurses run many, many miles. They work with multiple patients at the same time. They can work in stressful environments. They have to deal with so many vicissitudes of the profession. That is really not easy. And for some of you, you can make it through without too much damage. But for others, we're brought to the precipice of burnout or compassion fatigue or being utterly defeated by healthcare and by our career. And not a happy place to be. I've been there. I burnt out back around 2008, 2009. My wife had to extricate me almost bodily to keep me from really going down that road even further. So I've written in the past about how difficult this can all be for us. And in the show notes, I'll have a link to an old blog post of mine from, gosh, six, seven years ago about the Sisyphean nature of nursing. And Sisyphean is based on the myth of Sisyphus. You know, that guy who was pushing a boulder uphill all day and then at the end of the day, it would roll back to the bottom and he'd have to push it back to the top again. Well, 
back in that period of time, I was seeing the Sisyphean nature of nursing and wanted to communicate about it. I think there's more that I'm going to have to write about that aspect of our profession, not to scare people away, but to scare people into making sure they take care of themselves so they're not brought to the place of breakdown or snapping or that precipice where they fall over the edge and there's really no turning back in terms of burnout. So if you're in that place, I hear you, I feel you, and I want to talk about how to prevent it and how to get to the place where you're feeling more comfortable, where you're not brought to your knees by your work. So first in the blog post, I talked about your capacity. And this is something we really need to do an honest self-assessment about because we all have a different capacity for stress, for our level of unhappiness, for the difficulties of our work, whether it's spiritual, emotional, or just the physical difficulties of certain types of nursing. Knowing what your capacity is, knowing when that bucket is about to overflow in terms of stress and difficulty and challenge, that is a very important part of taking care of yourself. And a lot of that has to do with emotional intelligence. I've talked about emotional intelligence on this show before. I've written about it. There's tons of literature out there about emotional intelligence and your emotional quotient. I'm going to have to keep delivering this message because I think it's so important. In order for you to understand your capacity and to know when you're getting to that edge, that precipice of burnout, when you're getting to that place where there's no turning back, the point of no return, emotional intelligence comes in because you're, it's your ability to read and acknowledge your own emotional landscape. It also has to do with reading the emotional landscape around you and the people around you. But here, I'm talking about that internal process of not getting lost in the weeds and losing sight of how you're actually doing. Now, in the blog post, I also talked about nurses who we've probably all known over the years who seem to be impervious to everything. They'll take that extra shift. They will work with the most difficult patients. They basically are so jaded. They've built up so many walls around themselves that from their outward appearance, from the outward personality, you really can't tell what's going on inside them. And like I said in the post, they might be so far gone that they can't even feel their own feelings. That's the opposite of emotional intelligence. That is emotional shutdown, and that is not something you want to emulate. So when you're trying to determine your own capacity, there are many things you can do to make that happen. And here's a few ideas for you, and I want you to consider these right now. So the first one is asking yourself the basic question of, how many hours a week are you willing and able to work and still feel somewhat functional when you get home? Can you still have a life? And if you find that your work is bleeding into your personal life to an extent that you're not able to function, your social life is suffering, things are going down the drain, things are going south, 
it's time to make a change. That's what my wife saw happening with me and back in 2007 or eight. That's why she pulled me out of there almost against my will and helped me to radically change my life so that I wouldn't go down that very nasty rabbit hole. Another question to ask yourself is, if there's bullying or aberrant behavior, negative behavior in your workplace, how much of that are you willing to witness or tolerate yourself without taking any action? Because negative workplace cultures can really take a toll, and I want you to do an inventory. Take an inventory of your workplace. What is the culture like? If you want some more questions to ponder about your workplace culture, shoot me an email at keithandnursekeith.com. I'll give you a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself or even ask your colleagues in order to assess your workplace culture more deeply. Now, in terms of management and leadership, people do reach out to me who feel like the management and leadership at their workplace is, well, let's just say, leaves much to be desired. How much dysfunctional or, let's say, ineffectual management is permissible to you? How much of that can you tolerate at work and still stay and still feel like you're not beating your head against a wall? How much teamwork and collaboration is acceptable in your workplace? Is there enough for you to feel like you're supported or is there not enough to help you feel supported? And then consider, are there any other areas of your work life where you are able or not able to tolerate the reality of what you're facing on a day-to-day basis? This is something really important to consider, my friends, because if you're finding that there's more on the side of the scale that is intolerable, then why are you staying in the first place? So if your workplace leaves a lot to be desired, one of the first questions to ask yourself is what I just said. Why do I stay? Why am I still here? I do hear from nurses who say that, one, they need the money and they're too burnt out. They're too tired to look for another job. And I tell them, well, the consequences of staying at this job where you need the money, but it's burning you to an absolute crisp are probably going to be pretty severe at a certain point if you let things go on. So there will come a juncture where you're going to be forced to take action, whether it's going on disability, just quitting outright, getting sick from a stress-based illness. So why not, while you're still working at this job where you're somewhat unhappy or very unhappy, Why not decide that you're going to take inspired action, whether it's with me, with another coach, or you do it on your own, to move the needle and find a new place to hang your hat? So it may seem difficult to take action when you're in that place of despondency, but it's the most important time. Otherwise, you're going to get sucked in and you're not going to be able to take action as things get worse around you, or as the workplace implodes, or as your health goes south. I hear from a lot of nurses who feel like they just feel too beaten up by their work. They can't even consider making a change. And this type of loss of energy, like I said, can have dire consequences. However, if you find yourself in these types of situations where, let's say, you're being bullied at work, 
or there are nurses who are actually sabotaging your patient care. And we know that this happens. People tell me stories of nurses who sabotage their care, who hide the equipment they need, who do other vindictive things. That is putting your patient safety on the line. It's also putting your license on the line. So if you are on the receiving end of any kind of behavior like that, you need to remove yourself, my friends. You cannot stay. You cannot stay in a place where your license is at risk and your patients are at risk. That is just a no-brainer. It's a no-go. You've got to get out. I don't want you staying at jobs that are killing you mentally, physically, spiritually. I don't want you staying in positions where your self-worth and your self-esteem are being damaged every day. I hear from nurses all the time who feel like they're at places where they're undervalued. And my job in those conversations is to cajole them into action, to realize that they have to do something that they cannot stay in an environment like that and for them to internalize the fact that they don't deserve it. And I want you to understand that, that you do not deserve that kind of experience. And this is where resiliency comes in. I've mentioned resilience over the years on this podcast and in my blog and in the conversations I have with nurses every day. And resilience in the form of a nurse comes in a variety of packages. A lot of it has to do with courage. It's that courage to speak up, to talk about what's not working for you, that ability to use your voice to speak truth to power, to stand up for yourself or to stand up for other nurses or your patients when you feel like things are not the way they should be. And if you need to cultivate resilience, there are many ways to go about it. There are many strategies and techniques for bolstering yourself. And I want you to think about these too. One, like I've mentioned before, is engaging a counselor or a therapist, especially if the environment where you're working has really caused problems or wreaked havoc with your self-esteem and your self-worth, if you're questioning your own value, your own worth, that might need to be unraveled, to be unpacked by a counselor or therapist who is skilled in helping you to do that. Now, if it's not quite as psycho-emotionally deep as that, a career coach like myself can also help you instigate healthy change. We cannot diagnose. We don't work with pathologies. If you're depressed or anxious or have other things going on with you in terms of your mental health, but a coach can work with you to boost your self-esteem and come up with a strategic plan for changing your life. That's what I love to do with nurses. So if you need to make changes, I can help you do that. Now, I also want you, if you're feeling stuck in this place and you're not quite sure how to boost your resiliency and get yourself motivated to make some change, who are the supportive colleagues or friends or family members who can really listen, who can really understand and help you to unpack this yourself? Meanwhile, there are lots of things you can do for your self-care, like meditation or mindfulness training or yoga or 
Tai Chi or Qigong, study Reiki or or therapeutic touch, any kind of modality that's going to get you out of your head and into your body and into the true essence of yourself. I know some of these things can seem very time-consuming, like yoga, for instance, going to yoga classes or sitting for meditation. Plenty of these things can also be experienced through apps on your phone or other types of technologies where you can watch videos or listen to audio or listen to podcasts that are inspiring that help you to boost your self-care and your personal wellness. And speaking of self-care and your personal wellness, another way to build resiliency in yourself is to guard your time off, to guard your personal time like a Doberman. You need to make sure that your personal life, that your time with your family, your time with yourself, your vacations, your weekends, or whatever your days or nights off are, that you guard them with your life. That you're not giving in to pleadings from the scheduling manager to take those extra shifts this week when you're supposed to be with your wife for your anniversary, or you're supposed to attend your son's graduation or baseball game. These are the times when you need to stand up and prioritize your own self-worth, your own life, your family, the things that are important to you rather than your work. And we nurses are very, very talented at being married to our work. We need to break those bonds somewhat so that we can guard our personal time. Like I said, like a Doberman, you need to guard it with teeth bared and make sure that that personal time is yours for the having. Hey folks, I want to take a quick pause for the cause here to remind you that I'm going to be speaking once again at the National Nurses and Business Association Annual Conference in St. Pete's Beach, Florida, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2017. If you have even a tiny interest in starting a business or a side hustle as a nurse entrepreneur, the NNBA conference is the premier place to be in order to light the fire of nurse entrepreneurship in your heart and mind. And you know what? Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala from RNFM Radio and the Pulse Media Network are going to be joining me in presenting a pre-conference workshop on the power of podcasting. That's right. If you would like to launch a podcast, whether it's related to nursing and healthcare or something entirely different, you can learn from us. We're the experts and you can come away with everything you need to know to launch your own podcast. There are also going to be pre-conference workshops on legal nurse consulting, on the business of blogging, so many great ways to learn, so many awesome people to meet. This is my favorite conference of the year. So head over to the show notes for this episode and click on the links for more information. I will see you in Florida at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference, September 8th through 10th, 2017. Now, some of you might not feel like you need to turn to a career coach or a counselor or therapist. You might have a faith leader, a rabbi, a priest, a preacher who you can turn to for, let's say, spiritual and emotional support. That can be a great thing to turn to as well as your faith communities. So whatever it is, whoever it is in your life who can offer you that kind of support, go for it. Ask for it. Some people will offer it without you asking, but make sure you know that you can ask for it and get what you want. 
Finally, in building resilience, you need to focus on your physical health as well. I know I mentioned yoga and Tai Chi earlier. Make sure that your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, all of those pieces are in place so that when you do go to work, when you are stressed, you're running on all cylinders and you're not backfiring because there's just not enough fuel in the tank to get you through your shift in a healthy way. Finally, also, building resilience is understanding what else is out there for you. I was talking to a potential client this morning. She basically, as a newer nurse, just doesn't really know what her options are. Working in an acute care rehab, that's what she knows. And she doesn't feel like she knows anything else about nursing other than acute care. And she feels like the hospital environment is not for her. And she's not quite at the point of burnout, but I can tell in her voice and what she was talking about on the phone with me this morning is that she is stretched pretty thin. The work that she is doing isn't fulfilling her. It's not giving her what she wants. And thus she is moving in the direction of burnout because her work is feeling robotic. It's feeling rote. And the heart, the soul just isn't there for her anymore, even this early in her career. And that tells me that she's not in the right environment. Now, lucky for this particular client I spoke with this morning, she's not ill-treated. Her colleagues are supportive. The patients are lovely. So it's not that anything really horrible is happening in her workplace. Thank God. It's just that it's not a good fit. And part of her resilience, what we talked about this morning, was her ability to look deeply at herself, see what her value was, see what she brings to the table, and then start to do the research to find a workplace and an environment and an area of practice that's really going to work for her and bring her to life and light a fire under her, that fire of passion that brought her to nursing school in the first place. Now, the next piece is, I know we talked about protecting your personal time, like a Doberman pincher, protecting it with everything you've got. The other thing I want to say is, like I said in the blog post, is pushing back. Now, nurses are often taught that we are the ones to give. We're the ones who are supporting others. We're the ones who are laying our hands on the foreheads of the sick and holding the hands of those who are dying and being there for everyone else. But we need to be there for ourselves. And when we're stretched too thin, what we need to do is boost ourselves up, get ourselves energized, and push back against the forces that are causing us to feel not so great in the course of our work. So if, like Sisyphus, you're feeling like your work is pushing a rock up a hill every day only to come back and find the rock at the bottom of the hill every time you punch back in for work or swipe back in and walk in that door, what are you going to do to push back against the forces that seem to be bringing that boulder and delivering it to the bottom of the hill for you every morning. So like we talked about earlier, if there's bullies in your midst, you've got to push back and figure out how to get those bullies out of there, how to talk back to the bully in a safe way, and how to make sure you have a safe work environment. If you have unsafe staffing, if you feel like your nurse-patient ratios are 
off the charts and you cannot provide safe care, remember again, my friends, your license, that license you worked and shed blood, sweat, and tears for is at risk. You cannot allow that to continue. You need to push back against that. That could mean joining the union and seeking greater protections from poor management practices. It could mean quitting your job and finding another position. Or it could mean organizing with other nurses and other workers in your facility or your workplace and asking and demanding what you want. Whether you push back and how you push back is really up to you. And when you're stretched too thin, when you're pushed to your limit, the last amount of energy you have, you may not feel like you want to expend it on pushing back, on fighting for yourself or fighting for what you want. But I want you to understand this, nurses. No one else is really going to do it for you. Maybe you have a champion out there. I'll try to be your champion, but only you know what's going on in your mind and body. Only you know what's going on in your heart and your soul. Only you really can have the information, the insider information to know how far you're being pushed, how close you are to burnout, how far you've gotten to that precipice, that place of no return where you feel like it's going to be time to just leave the profession and become a barista at Starbucks because you just can't take it anymore. We don't want you to get to that place. You need to enlist your own courage and the courage of others around you to push back, to stand up for what you need and what you want and get out of those places, those dark places and those facilities and employers where you're not supported and things are not going well and you're just more cannon fodder for the healthcare machine. So when you're stretched too thin, it's time to take action. When you're pushed beyond your limit, you need to aggressively push back and say, no, I'm not going to be taken to my limit. It is not worth it. My health is not worth it. So sometimes you can stay in your workplace. Sometimes you can work these things out. I've seen it happen. I've done it myself in several of my workplaces. And sometimes you need to grab that parachute, jump blindly out the window and just wait for your landing and then figure out what's next. Sometimes you have to take radical action in order to move the needle for yourself. You might need a spouse or a loved one to help you take that radical action like my wife did for me a number of years ago, and I thank her all in my heart all the time for that. However, make sure that you're aware of when you're at that place, when you have that parachute, that you really are going to jump. And if you need my help to make the decision to jump, give me a ring and we'll talk about it. Again, your well-being, your health, your happiness, I don't want those, and you don't want those either, to be compromised by your work. That's not what work is about, and it's not what nursing is about. This is not about being a martyr. It's about being the best nurse you can be and being a happy, healthy nurse, a happy, healthy person who really focuses on his or her well-being and the well-being of others. And the better you take care of yourself, the more you wear that oxygen mask, like they say when you get on that plane, you can help the other person if your mask is already on. And your oxygen, my friends, is your self-care, taking care of all of your needs, 
pushing back against the limits when you're pushed to your limit, pushing back and saying no, putting that hand up and saying, you know what, I'm not working that extra shift. Or you know what, these nurse-patient ratios are untenable. We need to figure out something else. So it's time for a plan. It's time for a new lease on life. And if you need my help, you can ask for my help and we can talk and come up with a strategic plan for you. Nurses, I am really committed to this profession. Those of you who've been reading or listening to me for years know I've been in it for a little over 20 years now. It means the world to me and you all mean the world to me. And I want you to be able to stay, but I want you to be able to stay in the profession on your own terms. That is so very important. And if you need my help to do so, I'm here. Well, folks, thank you for listening to yet another Nurse Keith Nursing Diatribe. I hope you feel uplifted or empowered from this episode and these messages. I want you to take inspired action, even if that inspired action is quitting your job and going home and taking a nap, or if the inspired action is shooting me an email and saying, hey, Keith, I need your help. I want you to be able to do that for yourself, and I want you to reach out for the help that you need. And did you know that you could become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Some of my listeners actually pledge 2 5 or even $10 a month to support the Nurse Keith Show. If you pledge $2 a month at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, that is basically a subscription of 50 cents per episode to show your love for the Nurse Keith Show. It helps me meet the costs. And if I have enough patrons and pledges, I will be able to expand the show and do even more for you through the auspices of the Nurse Keith Show and Nurse Keith Coaching. So patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, so forward slash Nurse Keith. If you pledge at least $5 a month, I will send you some nice postcards and things in the mail to thank you for supporting me. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the wonderful and talented Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Tim is also involved at the Pulse Media Network in production of some of the shows there. I'm super grateful to him for his help. Social media and promotion are also handled by the talented and wonderful Mark Cappy Spiesen. My thanks to Tim and Mark for all their help. Remember, hit me up on iTunes, post a rating and review, Twitter, at Nurse Keith, Facebook, Nurse Keith Coaching, Instagram, at Nurse Keith Coaching. If you need me, email me, Keith at NurseKeith.com. I will get back to you within 24 hours. Leave a voicemail right on my website. There's a bright red banner on the far left side of any page of my site. You can leave a voicemail and I will play your voice on air and answer your question. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, and keep tuning in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and healthy than you ever imagined possible. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) 